This spiritual darkness is something that encompasses all people by nature. We are objects of wrath. Those who deserve remain in darkness and shut out from God's light, punished forever. You were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Could not make our way to the light of God's glory. We are now light, and it says light in the Lord. Not just walking about in the light, but God has completely transformed us to make us his light. He's removed the darkness of our sin and its curse, and he's lifted us up to the glorious light of the Lord. Now what? Now that we are light in the Lord. Paul says, live children of light. The following is from Rock of Ages, Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. Reaching out with Rock Solid Hope in Rim Country, March 15, 2020. How far down do you think people are able to go into the earth? Well, to find the answer, I listened to a report by someone who did an investigative report and actually went down into one of the world's deepest mines. He described his experience as he first started going down that elevator shaft which went straight down into the earth. This elevator carried him 40 feet a second, a mile straight down. And then when he got there, he hopped on a jeep and went down another shaft that sloped downward and then went on foot for a little bit and entered another shaft which once again went straight down for nearly a mile. This far down in the earth, the surface of the rocks was at 140 degrees. And they had to pump cool air so that people could even exist and work down there. Can you imagine that? He was two and a half miles underground. Two and a half miles between the miners that work down there and the sunshine and fresh air above the surface. That's further down than the highest peak of elevation of the highest mountain in Arizona. 4,000 people go down into that mine each day to work in its 40 miles of vast tunnels, all to find the gold that's down there. And in this South African mine, you can imagine those miners, as they're going down there, face a lot of darkness. When I heard about this, I, I could only think about how such darkness surrounded them. But there's something more interesting about that report. See, those miners, they get to go back to the surface every day. They get to hop on the elevators and ride all the way back up. But there are other people in that mine. The investigative reporter referred to them as ghost miners. The ghost miners somehow made it past the security and into the mine. Whether because of desperation or a scheme to get rich quick, they lived and worked in the abandoned shafts of the mine. And surviving by extorting the legitimate miners, they infiltrated their ranks and they ran mob rings. And these hardcore ghost miners carried AK-47 rifles. And so that somehow they hoped someday maybe they'd make it back to the surface with their loot of gold. Talk about darkness. These ghost miners were sometimes living in those abandoned shafts for months. The mining company said they simply couldn't get rid of them. The Apostle Paul talks today about a strong picture of darkness, which compares a lot with the life of those ghost miners. 
This morning, we're going to once again look at another strong contrast from the letters of Paul as we look at Ephesians chapter 5. And there we see a spiritual darkness and the strong contrast between darkness and light. You see how the Apostle Paul writes to the Ephesian Christians saying, you were once darkness. Paul's not talking about those who were lost in some mind shaft. No, he's talking about those who are in spiritual darkness. And notice he, he doesn't say, you wandered about in the darkness. No, Paul says, you were darkness. This is what Paul wrote about earlier when he said it in Ephesians 2, you were dead in your sins. This spiritual darkness is something that encompasses all people by nature. And it's something that we're all born into, lost and stumbling in the darkness of sin. And with it, as Paul mentions earlier, he says, we are objects of wrath, not just illegitimate minors, but those who deserve to remain in darkness and shut out from God's light, punished forever, as objects of wrath of God. This darkness is just what Jesus speaks of when he says, out of the heart, some evil thoughts and wickedness. But the scriptures have good news for us. Paul says, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. See, we, we could not bring ourselves back to the surface out of the spiritual darkness. We could not make our way to the light of God's glory any more than those ghost miners could somehow dig a tunnel miles back through the earth or somehow climb the elevator shafts. It was impossible. But we are now light, and it says light in the Lord. Not just walking about in the light, but God has completely transformed us to make us his light. He's removed the darkness of our sin and its curse, and he's lifted us up to the glorious light of the Lord. And we now are transformed to be light. So now what? Now that we are light in the Lord. Paul says, live Children of light. This word for live is a word that really means walk about or conduct yourself as. That is, as those who have been made light, we are to walk about and live as those who are in the light. How do we do that? Paul says the, the fruit of light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. You know, we are to test and approve does what I am doing, does what I'm walking about and consist in this? Paul says, find out what pleases the Lord. Really, probably a better translation than find out is test, approve. Because it, it's not hard for us to know what God's will is, right? We know the will of our God and we understand his word. And so we take the word of God and we test and approve. Is this good, what I'm doing, what I'm walking about in? Same way that when someone would get gold, they would want to take that gold and either see if it's mendable and pure gold. Or maybe if, if you purchase gold, you want to see that little mark that, that signifies or certificate saying this is 16, 24 carat. In the same way God's people take whatever is in their life, whatever is something they're walking about in, and they want to say, is this something tested and approved in accord with what is light? You know, once when we were darkness, what was goodness simply meant, well, what's good for me must be good. 
but now is light in the Lord. Goodness consists of what does God say is good? And once in darkness, righteousness, what is right and just meant whatever the world, the dark world around us decided was right and whatever you could get away with. But now is light in the Lord. Righteousness, we must ask, what does God say is right? And once in darkness, truth. Truth meant whatever lie the darkness would throw our way and deceive us with or whatever lie would be put forth coming out of the darkness. We were deceived and lost. But now is light in the Lord. We know the light of God's word. We test and approve everything and say, it doesn't matter what the world says, it doesn't matter what others around me say, does God say it's true, righteous, and good? Well, do we always do this? We always live in the light. Paul says, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness. Actually, the, the phrase here, have nothing to do, really means don't join together with. Might we at times begin to maybe just hit the dimmer switch a little bit because of the darkness around us and feel it's a little bit more comfortable to have just a little something to do with the darkness. Might we begin to set the standards for righteousness, goodness, and truth by what we're familiar with, with the darkness of our hearts and the world around us easy, can't it, to maybe say, well, it's, I know what the faithful preacher is saying, but I also know what the famous actor is portraying and practicing. Which one is darkness? Which one is light? Maybe it's okay to dabble a little bit in the darkness. And God's people, who are light in the Lord, begin to surround themselves with maybe entertainment, maybe their life, maybe what they consider or speak of is not so dark. But the Apostle Paul says, have nothing to do with it. As those who have been made to be light in the Lord, how could one desire to turn back to the darkness of sin in this world? In fact, he not only says have nothing to do with it, he says rather expose the fruitless deeds of darkness. Now, if you know someone that's dabbling in the fruitless deeds of darkness, or you recognize the times where you have had the darkness come out and you've begun to live or walk a little bit in the dark, this isn't something you want to hear, is it? Paul even says it's, it's shameful to mention what the disobedient do in secret. And we know this, the, the shame of the sins of our own heart. But when the light shines, that is, when God's word shines on our darkness, and when we shine the light on the darkness around us, we are saying to a brother or a sister in the faith, don't go back to that darkness. We might be saying, don't stumble in that way because you know what the Lord has done for you and brought you out of that. When we ourselves begin to crave, according to our sinful hearts, that darkness and dabble in the dark, we can remind ourselves, God has rescued me from that way, from that depth. How foolish it would be, wouldn't it, for someone who had escaped that mine as a ghost miner and has their rescue and they're brought back to the surface. They're forgiven all the times and crimes that they committed underground. Imagine how foolish it would be for them to say, 
I just want a little bit more gold to go back down into that mine, to the way of life that they, the hardcore way of life they once lived. God's light shines on us. It not only gives us light, it transforms us. This is what God designed to do for this world. Jesus saw a treasure that was lost in the darkness. The treasure wasn't gold or any precious metal. That treasure was his people. So he left the bright glories of heaven and came down to this dark world. He walked in order to retrieve and rescue this treasure, us, people of this world, lost in darkness. And there, can you see him, the Son of God, painting from about noon to three in darkness on the cross. This is the plan of our God, to come to rescue his people from darkness. And in mercy, great mercy and love, he made us to be light, taking the curse and the darkness of sin, himself becoming an object of wrath on behalf of his people, to make us his treasure. He brought us out of the darkness of this world into life. And we now are light in the Lord. And those who trust in the Lord know that not only now do we have the light as we are made new in Christ, a new creation, but even though someday we'll be lowered into the darkness of our grave, he will bring us back to the light and take us to be with him where he is in bright glory everlasting. You are light in the Lord ever desire to turn back to that darkness and is light in the Lord. We know that God has created a strong contrast in our life right now between what we once were by nature and what we now are in Christ. Have nothing to do with darkness. Expose the darkness, but let the light shine. And the reason for that is when that light shines, Paul says, everything Illuminated by the light becomes light. When Christ shines on the heart of dark sin, that gospel message of forgiveness and light changes that heart to a new heart of faith, trusting in him as the light. And as those brought out of darkness into light, it also transforms our life to live in that light. I will conclude this section here with a a creed of the early church. He says, that's why it's written, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead. Christ will shine on you. We have woken up from spiritual darkness and slumber, and we will wake up from the grave and darkness to light everlasting. So now we see that strong contrast. It's not like a, a small candle that just lights the room. It's a complete transformation from spiritual darkness to spiritual light and real light and glory everlasting. You are light in the Lord. Amen.